0: been in a series on the gifts or the manifestations of the spirit and uh, I want to continue along those lines tonight we're going to talk a little bit about how the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom flow together but uh, first of all I want us just to remind us of a verse in James chapter 1 and uh, verse 21 James 1 21. This is a very important verse. He says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, uh, deceiving your own selves. So it's possible then to hear the word, but not do the word. And in that particular situation, a person who hears the word, but does not do the word, does not even really need to be deceived by the devil. And of course, you understand that that's the devil's number one uh, plan is to deceive the believers. If Satan can deceive you, he can defeat you. But if he can't deceive you, he cannot defeat you. But you never want to be in a position where you're deceiving your own selves and you're just making it easy for him. Right? But be doers of the word. What part of the word are we supposed to do? The whole word. Amen? And so that has to do with light. Whatever light that you have received in the word of God, then we become responsible or you become responsible to walk in. Walking in the light is walking in the knowledge or in the revelation that has been revealed to you. Walking in the light means to walk in the information that's in the word of God that has gotten on the inside of you. Say this with me, I am a doer. I am a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer, I'm a doer of, the word of, God. of the Word of God. So now when it comes to the gifts and the manifestations of the Spirit then, how do we do the Word in that particular area? What can we do in regards to these gifts, to these manifestations? So let's look back at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 31. Some of you already know where I'm going there. But for those of you that don't, this will be new to you. For others that do, this will be water to you. Praise God, Plant the seed's been planted, let's water it tonight. But I want you to notice with me, if you would, at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. He says now over here, but covet earnestly the best gifts. So when you do something earnestly, you're doing it diligently. Uh, you don't do something earnestly casually, but earnestly means to be intense about it. So he says, but covet earnestly the best gifts. Now, most of the times when we we think about the word covet or being covetous, we think about it with a negative connotation, do we not? But here in the Word of God, it says we are to earnestly desire the gifts, the manifestations of the Spirit. So it's okay to covet these. Now, notice with me, he says, But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet I show unto you a more excellent way. And that goes right into 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And he talks about the love of God, and so basically the motivation for flowing and operating in the gifts has already always got to be out of a rooting and grounded in love, right? But I want you to uh, show this to you in the Amplified version in verse thirty-one. He says, "But earnestly and desire and desire zealously cultivate these gifts." So we notice here: earnestly desire them and zealously. Cultivate these gifts. So when we're talking about being a doer of the word of God, when it comes to the gifts of the spirit, one way that you can do the word is actually be hungry for them. Yeah. Be hungry for the Holy Spirit. Be hungry for him to move in your individual life. Not just in our church life. We are hungry for him to move here. But we should be hungry for him to move in our lives every day. Yeah. I mean, in our homes. Yeah. And uh, in, in the marketplace. Yeah. Wherever we go, the Holy Spirit is there if you're born again. He lives on the inside of you. And you have, the scripture says, an unction or an anointing from the Holy One. And you know all things. What's that saying? Well, we know what the Spirit of God leads us to know, wants us to know. And the Word and what we need to know about our daily lives. And so there comes then an expectation of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now one way we can do that is by becoming God inside minded. You see we are so outside minded in our lives because we're, we're uh, just hit in so many different directions by so many distractions. We've not really learned the value of silence and solitude and a time where we're quiet before the Lord. Really we haven't. Because of the distractions of this age. I mean, it's either the iPod playing or the voicemail going or the computer on or something on television. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, to really be hungry for the Holy Spirit, you've got to do this on purpose. Because it's not going to, shall we say, just fall on us uh, like ripe cherries, like Brother Hagin said, falling off a tree. And so to be a doer of the Word of God in the area of the gifts of the Spirit means that we must position ourselves for Him to use us and for Him to manifest Himself through us. Now I'm looking at a hungry bunch tonight. I mean, hungry people come to church on Wednesday night. And so I believe that we can get hungrier still. And, uh, you know, in a few weeks, maybe sometime in December, you know, this uh, teaching on the gifts of the Spirit will be over with. But, glory to God, it's not just a teaching. It's a way of life for us. It's a way of life in our individual lives. And certainly it's even going to get a greater way of life in our corporate life. Amen? So, let's expect Him to move. Let's expect Him to reveal Himself. Become God inside-minded. Well, how do I do that? Well, start... Developing and making declarations daily. Things like this. The Spirit of Truth abides in me. He teaches me all things. He leads me. He guides me into all the truth. Glory to God. I trust in the Lord with all my heart. I lean not to my own understanding. In all of my ways, I acknowledge Him. Not I acknowledge it. The Holy Spirit is not an it. He is a Him. In all my ways, I acknowledge Him, and He directs my paths. Glory to God. Amen. Greater is He that is... In me than he that is in the world, he teaches me, he guides me, he leads me on a regular basis, amen. amen. So, become God inside, God inside minded by making declarations of faith about him who lives inside of you, and then also spend a great deal of time praying, amen. spend large amounts of time praying, develop a face to face relationship with the Lord, amen. amen? He's not hard to get a hold of. He lives on the inside of you. Yeah. Amen. We shouldn't be ignoring him so much. But we should be cultivating that relationship with him. One, we, one way we can do that is by prayer. Prayer, Praying in English or praying in the Spirit. Amen. How many of you pray in the Spirit? The Bible says, He that speaketh an unknown tongue edifieth himself. So, as you pray in the Spirit... I believe this, that God also will sometimes enable you to be able to interpret what you're praying about. Be honest with me, how many of you have ever that happened to? I mean, you were just kind of praying along in the Holy Spirit, and all of a sudden, you didn't know how you knew, but you just knew that you knew on the inside what you were praying about. And sometimes, as you're interpreting your own prayers in the Spirit, it'll come out in English. Other times there'll just be an inward intuition. There'll be an inward knowing on the inside of you. You know exactly what to do. You know exactly what He's saying to you. Amen? See, God is not secretive. He's not, uh, he's not withholding His information. Praise God from us. He's got inside information for you. And it would behoove us then to draw that wisdom that's on the inside by spending time in prayer. Amen? Amen. So say it with me. I'm in the Word. I'm in the word. And I'm in, prayer, I'm in prayer. And I'm God inside-minded. Inside Alright, now, so let's go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Be a doer of that. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and, and let's look in again at verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, or now concerning things pertaining to and of the Holy Ghost, literally, is what that is saying in the Greek. Now concerning... Uh, things pertaining to and of the Holy Spirit. He says, Brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant. So God does not want us to be ignorant. He wants us to be knowledgeable about things pertaining to and of the Holy Ghost. Does He not? That's why we've got the Word. And uh, the whole chapter, First Corinthians chapter 12, is about things pertaining to and of the Holy Spirit. He starts out in the first part of the chapter talking about the manifestations of the Spirit. And then he goes into talking about the body of Christ and how that everyone has a place in his body. How many of you know finding your place in your body and running your race by his grace is something that is very, very pertaining to the Holy Spirit? And then he ends the chapter where he talks about, you know, uh, some of the ministry gifts and miracles and helps and different things like that. And so that's also pertaining to the Spirit of the living God. So he does not want us to be ignorant. He said in verse 2, You know that you were Gentiles, carried away into these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man, speaking by the Spirit of God, Calls Jesus a curse and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Spirit. Now let's read verses four through eight together. Are you ready? Read. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healings by the Spirit. Continue to read. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11. But all these worketh that one and the self-same spirit. Dividing to every man severally. As who? As who wills? Amen. As he wills. Well we have discovered that he's willing. He not only has power. But he's willing praise God to show forth his power. So we're willing for him to use us. I think a better even way to say it. Would be we're willing for him to use anybody he wants to use, yeah. Amen. It shouldn't be just the type of thing, Lord. Just use us for no more, Lord. Use whoever you will. Yeah. Let God be glorified in the earth. Let Jesus be lifted up. Yeah. Amen. So, so we see here. There's nine gifts. There's three gifts that say something, right? Those are the utterance gifts. Those are uh, prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Uh, There are three gifts that do something. That's the gift of faith or special faith. We've taught along those lines. And then uh, what are the other ones? The gifts of healings and then working of miracles, right? And then there are three gifts that reveal something. Okay, these are what we could say the revelation gifts that reveal something. Number one, there's the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. Now, we talked a little bit about the word of knowledge last week. So we're going to move on into the area of the word of wisdom. But we'll talk about how oftentimes these things flow together. The first thing I want to say is this. We're not talking about the gift of knowledge. And we're not talking about the gift of wisdom. We're talking about the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. There is a big difference. For example, you know, if you were to call a dog a cat... People would think you were confused. The gift of the word of knowledge is not the gift of knowledge, and the gift of the word of wisdom is not the gift of wisdom any more than a dog is a cat, or any more than i 'm an astronaut, and you 're an alien. First Corinthians chapter twelve verse eight let 's look at it again: for to one is given amen, by the Spirit, the word of wisdom, to another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. It's not natural wisdom, it's not natural knowledge. Thank God for natural wisdom. Thank God for natural knowledge. But this is a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, and these are given supernaturally. By the Spirit of the living God. So they are not natural gifts. Would you agree with me tonight that God has all knowledge? That God knows everything? The uh, term for that is omniscient. Amen? That's all knowing. Omnipresent is everywhere present, right? He's omniscient. He knows everything. But does He reveal everything He knows to everybody? Thank God he doesn't. No, but sometimes, sometimes he'll give us a word or a fragment, if you will, of what he knows. So a word of knowledge, for example, is a fragmentary part of God's knowledge. It's not all of his knowledge, but it's the knowledge that he wants you to know. And it comes supernaturally. And it's the same thing with the gift of the word of wisdom. It's not the gift of wisdom. I know I'm repeating myself. But I think it's important that we understand this is a word of wisdom. So God has all wisdom. He has all knowledge. But he only reveals it in part to man. The part he wants them to know at a given time. Amen? Now, the word of wisdom... Is not wisdom in the natural affairs of life. Turn me to Joshua 1 8, and I'll show you what I mean a little bit here. Joshua 1 8. Now, there's a wisdom that you can glean from the Word, I said. There's a wisdom that you can glean from the Word. Right? And uh, if you'll read the book of Proverbs, man, you will see lots in the book of Proverbs on wisdom. Matter of fact, in Proverbs 4, he says, Get wisdom with all thy getting, get understanding. He said wisdom is the principle or the primary thing, therefore get wisdom. So wisdom is available, it must be gotten, though, right? Amen. Proverbs 2 7 says, From his mouth, the mouth of the master, comes wisdom and knowledge. So we can gain wisdom from the word of God just by being in the word of God. This word will show you how to live. Amen. This word will, will absolutely enable you to live victoriously. Joshua 1 8 you're probably already there. So let's look at that. In Joshua one eight, it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein. How often? Day meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good what? Success. So this word, as it is meditated upon day and night, <laughs> will show you a picture on how to live. One translation of that last part there, when it says, and thou shalt have good success, one translation says, and thou shalt be able to deal wisely in all the affairs of life. Have you ever run across some things in life that you needed wisdom for? Well, the answer's in the book. The answer's in the B-I-B-L-E. And if you can't find it in the B-I-B-L-E, tap into the wisdom of God that's on the inside of you and let the Spirit of God lead you and guide you into all the truth. But the importance of being in the Word, I'm telling you, this Word will impart wisdom to you. It'll it'll enable you to be a better dad, a better mom, a better employer, a better employee. You'll be able to deal wisely in all the affairs of life. Now go over to James chapter 1. And I'm not sure the verse, I think it's James chapter 1, maybe verse 5. Let's check that out. You know, James chapter 1 says, you know, James is, is, is dealing with a certain group of people. And he says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into different temptations, testings, and trials. Amen? Amen. Knowing this is the trying of faith, worketh patience. Let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. And then he goes on to say, if any of you, what? Lack wisdom. You know, there's been times in my life where I've lacked wisdom. I'll just be honest about it. If any of you lack wisdom, what is he supposed to do? James 1.5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. You know, God's just not going to pour his wisdom out on you most of the time without you being open to it. He says, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. So he says in verse 5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally and that braideth not, and what will be given him? It shall be given given him. So you can go to God for wisdom 24-7. You can look into this word day and night 24-7 and the wisdom of God will be given unto you. And that's really good preaching. But this wisdom that James is talking about, and this wisdom that Joshua is talking about, is not the word of wisdom. It's wisdom that comes from the word. Now, let's look at the word of knowledge versus the word of wisdom. We have said in, in teachings past that the word of knowledge is a supernatural revelation by the Holy Spirit concerning certain facts in the mind of God. Facts about people. Facts about places. Facts about things that are past or things that are present. Amen. And the word of wisdom then is a supernatural. Everyone say supernatural. Supernatural. It is a supernatural revelation given by the Spirit of God concerning the divine purpose and plan that is in the mind and will of God. Amen. Now let's talk about the difference between these two gifts. Let's, let's substantiate this and define this. The word of knowledge and the word of wisdom are different in this way. Number one, the word of knowledge brings on the scene present tense... Facts concerning something that has happened in the past or something that is occurring presently. On the other hand, the word of wisdom always speaks of the future. A word of divine wisdom always speaks of the future. Amen. Now, that man that was driving down the street one day who was a president of the Full Gospel Businessmen Fellowship, and drove by the Catholic Church, and his heart felt led to go and into that Catholic Church. And the Lord showed him that there'd be someone in there praying, and asking God for a special gift of the Holy Spirit. He went there, knocked on the door, the Catholic priest lifted up his hands, And said, praise God, I've been waiting for somebody from this town to come and lay hands on me to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's supernatural. That's a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Now, the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom oftentimes flow together. You know, we divide them sometimes to define them. But we don't want to get so clinical in our definition and in our teaching that we miss the spirit of the whole thing. So we see these two gifts of the spirit, the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom, in operation in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. Now how many of you know that the Old Testament was full of prophets? Full of prophets. Not everyone in the Old Testament had the Spirit, did they? But the prophet had the Spirit. And so the prophet would be what we would call a seer. He would see into the future. And he would begin to foretell, prophesy what he saw happening in the future. That is... The word of wisdom flowing through the vehicle of prophecy. Now notice with me. Um, the simple gift of prophecy has no foretelling to it. The simple gift of prophecy is for edification. It's for exhortation. And it's for comfort. So if someone comes up and and gives a a prophecy, praise the Lord, and it edifies you, and it builds you up, and it brings comfort to you, that's one way you can judge whether or not it's the Lord speaking, right? But in the simple gift of prophecy, there's no prediction. There's no foretelling. But when a prophet speaks under the unction... And when a prophet speaks by the gift of prophecy, oftentimes they'll switch into the word of wisdom and they'll, be able, they'll begin to speak things about the future. They'll begin to speak things about the nation. They'll begin to speak things concerning a local church. It is the word of wisdom operating oftentimes through the office of a prophet and sometimes other ministry gifts. And it is an awesome thing. It's a powerful thing. We have seen that. We have tasted that to a degree in our church. We've seen different people come throughout the years and begin to prophesy by the Spirit of God concerning things of the future in our church. And they're coming to pass. You know, one way that you can tell whether something's God or not is do their prophecies happen? Right. <laughs> do, do their prophecies actually come to pass? Yeah. Yeah. I have been in, in meetings where, where certain prophets, leading prophets in the land, have, have stood up in front of great congregations and ministers and pastors from all over the United States and And ministers and people, lay people from all over the world, sitting in a congregation of, you know, several thousand people. And the Holy Spirit come upon that man or woman and just anoint them with fresh oil. And they begin to speak the oracle of God in prophecy and then switch into the word of knowledge concerning present things. And then into the word of wisdom concerning future things oftentimes the word of knowledge will flow and begin to operate in a service where someone is equipped with a spiritual gift and perhaps even an evangelist or a prophet and they'll begin to call out certain sicknesses and diseases. They'll be able to know specifically where... This person over here, you know, has a goiter or this person back there knows specifically certain things about the person's life that no way could they have known that except the Spirit of God came upon them. Amen. And that's an awesome thing. And we should covet that and we should desire that and we should earnestly pray about that. But not just for a man behind the pulpit. To get anointed in that direction. But for all of us to be able to to see what God wants us to see. To know what God wants us to know. To be able to get a glimpse into the future. Amen. It may not be all that spectacular. You know where where, uh, you're up here or you're in a convention with thousands of people. But you don't need to be if you're not called in that direction. What you need to do is have as equipment for your daily life. And these gifts, these manifestations of the Spirit are for you. And they're for me. Oh, I covet them, don't you? I earnestly desire them. And let me just take a little side journey about the gifts of the Spirit. It doesn't matter whether it's me, Brother Jones, Brother Brown, Brother Smith, Sister whoever. If we stand up here and give something out... That doesn't edify, that doesn't exhort, that doesn't comfort. Just shelf it. Just say no. That you know that can't be the spirit of God. They must have had a pizza or something last night. And put them in the wrong direction. Or if somebody calls something, I don't care if it's this church or another church here in or a big convention, if somebody calls out something and they say, now the Lord shows me that, you know, you have arthritis in your left knee and both your knees are working just fine. You don't, no, don't, you, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to stand up and say, yeah, that's me because no, that ain't you. Right. Let me say it this way. The Holy Spirit is perfect in all His ways. But we are not perfect in all our ways. We have the capability to miss it. You know, sometimes people want God to move so bad that they get over in the area of the flesh. And He that's without, you know, sin in an area of their life, let him, you know, throw the first stone. But we need to be wise... Amen. As serpents and harmless as doves. Amen. You know on the inside of you what's right. Yeah. You know on the inside of you what's not right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I, you know, years ago, when we sat under Brother Hagan 's ministry and, you know, just sat there and just at the feet, of, as far as I'm concerned, of the greatest prophet in the land when he was alive. And, and he would warn us as young ministers. He said, never get up. In front of a congregation, trying to perform. This, is, I'm not performing for you. I'm ministering to you, under the anointing, by the grace of God. But never, never get pressured to perform. You may be in a week long meeting, and the Spirit of God just fell on Monday night, and the Word of knowledge and Word of wisdom just flowing, flowing, flowing. I mean, like water out of a faucet, so freely. And the next night be dry as a bone. Hey, I've been there. I know what it's like to be super anointed. And I know what it's like to be dry as a bone. And You can make up your own mind, which it is tonight. I don't really care. But he taught us whatever you do, don't try to make something happen. Just because something like that happened. You know, in yesteryear, or in yesterweek, or even last night, how many of you know that it's a new day? And God's a God of diversity. And there are times where you just come together, you might worship the Lord for an hour. Or you may fall on your face and pray for an hour. Or you may hear the Word for an hour. Whatever it is, let God be glorified and His will be done. Amen. Amen. And so if God starts using you, You know, you may understand, you need to understand this. He may only use you once in a certain gift of the Spirit in your whole lifetime. Come on. He may only use you once in the arena of the word of knowledge or, or the word of wisdom. Thank God for it. Stay open to it, but don't try to make it happen. It's good word, huh, guys? Glory to God. Well, we're learning and we're growing. Amen? So thank God for the simple gift of prophecy. And thank God for the gifts of the Spirit. Now notice with me, the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom operated in together. I want to get into some of this. Turn with me um, over to Acts chapter 9. And uh, we won't look at the book of Revelation tonight, but how many of you remember John was on the Isle of Patmos? And the word of knowledge was certainly in operation there, wasn't it? But also the word of wisdom was in operation. The Lord spoke to John on the Isle on a Patmos in the form of a vision. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, can come through tongues and interpretation. It can flow through the vehicle of prophecy. It can flow through you just knowing, or it can flow through a vision. And in this particular case, he had a vision. Jesus Himself appeared to him in a vision. Isn't that awesome? And Jesus began to tell him certain things about the present condition of the seven churches in Asia Minor. That's a word of knowledge. It's something that was happening presently. And then once he revealed to them through the word of knowledge and a vision the present condition, he showed them, glory to God, what to do. And told them what to tell the churches to do in their future. He began to talk to them about their plans and their purposes. Those seven churches. It was a mighty move of the Holy Spirit. Now look with me at Acts chapter 19. And uh, look with me at verse 10. How many you remember a guy named Ananias? Okay, let's look at Acts 10, 9 verses 10 through 16. Acts 9, 10 through 16. Acts 9, 10 through 16. Acts 9. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I'm here. And the Lord said, Arise and go into the strait which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, what's he doing? How could he know that word of knowledge? And what he has seen in a vision. So here, the gifts of the Spirit are operating in a vision. How many of you have ever seen a vision before? How many of you have ever had a night vision? It's, it's something that, is, uh, that happens to some, to others, it'll never happen. But to God be the Glory. And i seen in the vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered and said, Lord, I've heard by many of this man how much evil he has done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said, Go thy way. Now here's a word of wisdom. For he is a chosen vessel unto me. And he will bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I'm going to show him how great things he must suffer for my name. So we see here a present revelation and then a word of wisdom concerning Saul or Paul's life. Now let's look at Acts chapter 8. We see an example of the gift of the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom operating through a layman. A layman. A regular guy. His name was Philip. At this time in Acts chapter 8, he was a deacon. And he had been anointed and appointed to serve tables. You know, you can be, you can get real anointed in the nursery. You know, you can get real anointed at the back door greeting people. You guys stand up. How many years have you guys been our head readers in this church? Uh, 17 years. 17 years. Awesome. Don't they look like sweet people? You know why they look like that? Because they are. And they carry a strong anointing in the office of helps. You know, the ministry of helps is as important as a prophet. That's right. The Ministry of Helps is as important as an apostle. You know, without the Ministry of Helps in this church tonight, we wouldn't be having service. These guys are Holy Ghost greeters. People walk in here. I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, Man, when I walked in this place, I just sensed the love of God. I felt the love of God. Well, what's what's happening? The love of God is flowing through the people. Amen. Thank you guys for 17 years of service. Amen. Awesome. 17 years. Glory to God. It's not a paid position. The church doesn't pay them to do that. But I guarantee you, God does. I said, I guarantee you, God does. God blesses His ministers. God blesses His helps people. Woo, glory to God. And His dividends pay richly. Richly. And not just all in the financial area, it's in every area of life. Glory to God. I'll tell you what, if you'll serve God with all your heart and stand in the office that God has called you in, you are positioned for prosperity. You are positioned to go into a place of rich fulfillment, into a wealthy place in God. You'll notice here on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday we don't have grouches at the door. We don't have people snapping at people at the back door. Hopefully we don't have people snapping at anybody anywhere. No. The church is a church of love. The gifts of the Spirit are about love. The local church is about love. Glory to God. I'm looking at Rose Marquez back there for many years. Her and her wife, uh, his, her husband, Gino. (laughs) Glory to God served. Amen. Many, many, many years over the social committee. Mm -hmm. Robin and Jeff serving in that area now. But I'm telling you, there was an anointing, an anointing upon them. A gift of hospitality. That's a grace, saints, that comes from the spirit of God. Yes. Gino's up in heaven, glory to God, probably arranging some sort of banquet or something. Rosa's still got the gift of hospitality. I
1: don't know how we got off on that, but it's all good. We
0: need more people to step up. We need people, more people to step in. Well, Pastor, have you got a place behind the pulpit? No. I'm sorry, I don't. But glory to God, we got a place for you to serve. Amen. I said amen. Amen. A place to give honor to God. A place to show excellence. I'm telling you what, if we will honor his house, he will honor our house. If we'll take care of his house, hallelujah, he'll take care of our house. If we'll take care of his children, glory to God, he will enable us to supernaturally take care of our children. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Amen. The local church is not just a place to be, to be fed. The local church is not just a place to be blessed, but the local church is a place to be a blessing. I said the local church is a place to be a blessing. Glory to God. And I'm looking at about 110 blessings tonight. Glory to God. And you know what? The devil can't curse whom God has blessed. I said the devil can't curse whom God has blessed. You are blessed coming in and blessed going out. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. Glory to God. You're servants of the most high God. You're worshiping him with all of your heart, your mind, your body. And he is going to prosper you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. Well, I've done it again. I just preach myself happy. Hallelujah. Happy is the people whose God is the Lord. If God is your Lord, he is first place in your life. And whatever he says to you, you just do it. And his commandments, my brothers and sisters, they are not grievous. He'll never anoint you and appoint you to do something that you're going to dislike doing. It may not be, uh, it might be new to you, but I'll guarantee you when you're in the right place at the right time, you can expect his anointing and his grace to multiply in your life. Just several fold. Amen. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah.
0: God's good. Looking at Lee Jackson over there for several years. Praise God. He came down and did maintenance free of charge for the church, free of charge for the church. He did it as unto the Lord. Glory to God. What a blessing. He's still here after all these years. Amen. Thank you, Brother Lee. Amen. Whatever God and you know, I I shouldn't be singling every you know, people out because everyone, glory to God, has got their supply and everyone's got their part to play. Well, I don't know how we got off on all that, but it's all so anyway, and it's all good. Amen. Frapando linde, Vito Labronde, Kilinite vroboca linege Tatando. Now expect me, this is what the Lord is saying, expect me to show you how to even be a greater blessing. Expect me to show you how to do what I've called you to do with a greater degree of excellence. Whoo! glory to God. For I am looking for those who will tap into my excellence and show forth an excellent spirit. And as they do, I shall be glorified. But the people that are operating and flowing that shall experience increase upon increase and favor upon favor. Well, that's what the Lord's saying. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. (laughs) And so basically what the Lord is just saying there. I'm not as sharp as I could be in that interpretation. Sometimes your body gets a little tired. You're not as sharp. But what the Lord is saying there, He's saying, now look, what you've been called to do is important. And what you've been called to do can be done even with a greater degree of excellence. Now, the Lord's not talking about being perfectionistic. Because if we get perfectionistic about what we do, we'll become our own worst critic. But I believe the Lord can anoint us yeah. to do what we do with a greater degree of excellence and a greater degree of of honor to Him. Yeah. Amen. You ever been puzzled in life before? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you ever not been puzzled? <laughs> Have you ever just been on the on the brink of something and just and just you know just knew in your heart that the Lord is trying to get something over to you about your assignment and and. And what he's called you to do, maybe in the local church, but you you just haven't been able to put your hand on it. Mm -hmm. Haven't been able to put your finger on it. Well, I believe God's going to enable that to happen. I believe he's going to show you guys. And show me. And show us as a staff. I believe he's going to show us how to be even a better church. Is this a good church? You bet it's a good church. Can we do better? You bet we can. by the grace of God, we will. Amen. And But an amekesite, an attitude of que sera, and an attitude of, well, you know, I'll just, whatever, you know, you know it's, well, oh Lord, it's time to go to church again. That doesn't get it. The Bible doesn't say serve the Lord with sadness. The Bible says serve the Lord with gladness. Now, we all get tired. If you live in a human body, you will get tired. And you will be tempted not to show up. And you will be tempted to go through the motions. Sure. So when you're tempted not to show up, here's what the Holy Ghost is saying. Stir up.
1: Yeah. Man, that's, that's <laughs> right? Stir up.
0: Stir. What do you mean, stir up? Well, I'm glad you asked. Look at Second Timothy, Timothy chapter 1. Yeah. Woo, this one in my notes, but I'm sure glad it's here. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Amen. Tempting not to show up, stir it up. Stir up the gift. Stir up the gifts. Stir up the manifestations of the Holy Ghost corporately in this church. Stir up the manifestations of the Holy Ghost in your own individual life. Stir up what God has placed on the inside of you. Keep by the Holy Ghost what's been deposited on the inside of you. You can keep it. That's your job. That's your responsibility. That's my job. As much as I love my wife, my wife cannot stir me up. Now, in certain areas she
1: does.
0: (laughs) We won't talk about that. But I'm talking about spiritually. I mean, she can stir up the pancakes, but never mind. She can stir a lot of good things up. But spiritually speaking, she can't stir me up to preach. She can't stir up my walk with God. This is an individual walk. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, apostle Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, peace, God, Father, Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God whom I serve for my forefathers with pure conscience and without ceasing. I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee being mindful of my tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore, I put you in remembrance that you stir up. Stir up. up. Don't shut down. Stir up. Don't slow down. Stir up. Don't stay out. Stir up. Stir up the gift of God. Which is given thee and which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Now, listen to this in verse 6 in the Amplified. That is what I would remind you. Stir up, rekindle the embers of, and fan the flame of. And notice this keep burning. That's a Pastor Brenda message right there. Everyone say keep burning three times. Keep burning, keep burning. Keep burning with what? The gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you by means of the laying out of my hands glory to God well you didn't necessarily have hands laid on you but every one of you got a gift every one of you got a grace I just want to say to you tonight stir it up stay stirred up don't let this holiday season bum you out don't let this holiday season keep you out but keep pressing toward the mark enjoy your life enjoy your family But remember, keep fanning the flame, rekindle the embers, stir up the gift of God. Spend some time over these holidays asking the Lord, Lord, how can I do what I'm doing with a greater degree of excellence? Or spend some time asking the Lord, Lord, what is it you'd have me to do? And that's all I got for tonight. I hope that's good enough. To God be the glory. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Sometimes you just gotta show up. (laughs) And as you show up, glory to God, He'll show out. Amen? Amen. Anybody tonight would like